Sex Communication, a podcast that explores how we communicate during sex and about sex, with explicit recordings and uninhibited conversation. My name is Brianne McGuire, founder of Graphic Paint and host of this uncensored adventure. Join me each week as I share crowdsourced audio files and interview a wide range of people about their private activities. The mission of this series is to change attitudes towards sex simply by changing the way it's communicated, one episode at a time. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Welcome to episode two of Sex Communication and First Quickie. What follows is an audio recording of a volunteer I met on FetLife, orally worshipping the pussy of some lucky lady. She comes pretty fast, hence why this clip constitutes a quickie. To round out the episode, I chime in afterward to reflect on how I got off this past week. Enjoy. Welcome, listeners. Uh, You just got done listening to some oral pussy worshipping. The gentleman who submitted it, those are his words, not mine. Um, So I'm shooting for these quickie episodes to be 10 to 30 minutes. Um, That recording was pretty brief, so I'm trying to round this out with some other information. Uh, And that information is how I got off this week. And sometimes I may not get off, so I'll talk about that too. Um, this last week, after checking through my, my, uh, my internet history on my phone, which is how I consume porn when I do, um, it turns out I have not consumed any porn in the last seven days, so I have no clips to share with you, but if I have consumed porn, the next time we're recording a quickie episode, I'll absolutely share that. Why not talk about this sort of thing? Um... But I have been masturbating a lot in the last seven days. Um, been using my trusty vibrator and dildo combination. Uh, something I, I detail and even share some pictures of uh, in an article that's on graphicpaint.com. 
called DIY V-Day, kind of call to arms for ladies to pick up tools for masturbation instead of fretting about the uh, status of their love life when Valentine's Day is upon us, which this is February, so it is soon upon us. Anyway, um, just to detail a little bit more for those have, who haven't read the article, uh, the vibrator is a magic wand, the classic and original, um, but it is the new cordless version, which if you didn't know that there was a cordless version, you should know that there's a cordless version because it's amazing. Um, yeah, it stays charged forever. It has a million and one other different settings. Apparently you can customize them too. I'm not sure. Um, the head of the cordless one is made with a, a more smooth silicone nubby top uh, as opposed to the original corded one, which was a kind of a harder textured hard plastic. Um, still worked great, but so this feels a little different. It, um, you know, it's a little easier to clean, etc. Um, it can make traveling more tricky and less tricky in the sense that you don't have to worry about um, adapters, which is how I destroyed my original magic wand. Uh, was the corded model, and I brought it with me to a trip uh, to the Middle East. And in my jet lagged haze, I I looked at the plug, the outlets rather, and thought, oh, those look. <laughs> Those look like ours, and I'm in this really fancy international hotel. Maybe they've equipped the rooms with American uh, um, American outlets, which is the absolute dumbest thing you can possibly think, and absolutely not what happened, and I subsequently blew it up and blew the circuit, but that's neither here nor there. I talk about that in another article on graphic paint, but um, rather than you, you know, wonder what these links are. I'm just going to put links to all of these things that I reference in the show notes. Um, so the show notes for this episode will include links to the vibrator and these articles and etc. Um, so that's the vibrator. The dildo that I use is a repurposed um, rabbit. Uh, the rabbit is a type of vibrator. This one was a older model that had this corded attachment with the uh, with the controls on it um, and I burnt that out one day a few years ago so rather than throw the whole thing out I just tore off the vibrator part and I just used the remaining uh, insertable silicone whatever it's made out of thing as a as a dildo with a little you know clitoral rabbit thingy sticking out of it Everyone knows what this thing is. Anyway, um, so those are the the tools that I use when I'm not looking at porn. Uh, when I use porn, I just use my fingers. I don't need any any tools, but sometimes I bring the dildo out too. It just depends on the night. Um, so yeah, this week was a little complicated because I'm a little loath to admit what I thought about when I was masturbating. Um, if you listened to the first episode, which hopefully you did, um, I did an interview with a friend of mine, and at the very end of the interview, we briefly touch on the idea of, uh, you know, these complicated feelings one might have if, you know, you find somebody attractive and then you come to find out this person's done something pretty heinous, you know, we spoke specifically, this, my 
friend that I interviewed, she had uh, feelings of attraction for Louis C.K., who, as you probably know, is admitted to sexual assault and doing some pretty disturbing things. But, you know, where do those feelings go? Okay, now that you know that, like you've had all this time being attracted to this person, physically the person is not any different. It's just that you have new knowledge. Um, and I shared, you know, I have a, I had the same kind of feeling with, uh, the guy I wrote about in, I hate this stealthing a review, um, about an incident that only happened a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, I found the guy to be super attractive when we met. It was this very, it was almost like that scene in, in, in The Godfather where, you know, Michael's in Italy and he sees Apollonia for the first time, that whole Thunderbolt thing. Um, it was a very instantaneous noticing of the other person, of each other. Um, anyway, and it turned out he had a really nice dick, but just also turned out that he had some poor judgment and, um, you know, so in the morning after we had slept together and we're sleeping together again, he, when fucking me from behind, had taken the condom off, which, you know, we were engaging in protected consensual sex, and re-entered me without the condom, without my knowledge or consent, um, which is, it's, this is fucked up. It's also a crime if you're hearing this and you're like, so what's the big deal? It's a big deal. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of things to unpack here in this short little statement, but, uh, so yeah, so I mean, I went into that situation really attracted to this person and left it feeling assaulted, which I, I mean, I was assaulted, that's why I felt assaulted, but, um, it was kind of like reconciling those different sets of feelings. It wasn't so hard in the beginning, you know, like this happened, I was really upset, and being upset trumped everything. Um, but to this guy's credit, when I confronted him about it, and when I confronted him, I fully expected that he was going to get defensive, probably start insulting me. Um, that's the reaction I anticipated. And he did not react like that. He listened and he heard me. Um, he sounded stunned and uh, very remorseful. Um, you know, I, I took it with a grain of salt, but, uh, he was checking in with me and at some point a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago, I guess, which was, you know, sometime after the event, he reached out checking in on me again to see how I was feeling. Cause, um, I'd been taking these post exposure medications that I had gotten to Planned Parenthood, which were upsetting my stomach and making me feel ill. And he asked again, is there anything that I can do, you know, to make you feel better, to make this up to you? And I said, well, you know, as a matter of fact, well, you're asking me in this very moment, um, if you could come and do an interview for this podcast, you know, and we can discuss what happened as adults and discuss um, consent and how you did or did not learn about consent and, like, what accounts for these gaps <laughs> in your knowledge, um, that would be helpful to me. I think it would be helpful for other people. And so he agreed immediately. And, um, you know, just over a week ago, we did 
we did record that interview, so that that's coming up. Um, so this week, this is following that interview, and seeing the demonstration of his character, his willingness to own up to what he did and have a really vulnerable, uncomfortable discussion about um, the attitudes and behaviors that led up to that. Um, anyway, it made him attractive in a different way after that. It made it very difficult. It kind of shifted the... Uh, it shifted the... Um, the allegiance of my feelings from the like very upset and wounded side to like um you know like what is it about this person I don't know it's complicated it's really complicated I'm not proud to admit this but to the point you know I fantasized about him I fantasized about um admonishing him and us having this filthy you know kind of angry hate sex and that's how I got off in the last week. And it was pretty effective. Um, I have also been really tired this last week, so I will admit I was a one-and-done kind of gal every single night. But, um, but yeah, it was a effective masturbation material. And that's what I've got to share with you. You know, I hope when you hear these things, when you hear these recordings and you hear the conversations and you hear bits like this where I'm sharing this information, you kind of take inspiration from it and consider how can you start normalizing conversations around these topics in your own life. Um, and if you don't feel quite comfortable with that yet, maybe you want to start with sharing them with me. Maybe you could be a part of this podcast. We could talk about these things together. Um, you know, I want to do interviews that are as simple as just talking with another person about how they do or do not get off. You know, maybe you're in a sexless relationship, or maybe you're a sexual anorexic, or maybe you're a sex addict, or maybe you have the most normal, vanilla, perfectly satisfying life that's out there. You know, everyone's experience is different, though, and I think it's all of value and thanks. Certainly things I'm interested in. Um, so anyway, I hope you'll reach out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you like it? I hope so. If you did, please subscribe. This is a brand new venture for me, and I'm learning everything as I go. Your support would mean a lot. If you'd like to know more about this episode or how you can be a part of the podcast, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for details. You'll also find additional episodes, background on this project, contact information, and tips for submitting audio files. I'm looking for more people to interview, homemade recordings of sexual activity, and audio production assistance. If any of this interests you, please reach out. It's my goal with this podcast to bring some filth to your ears, change the conversations around sex, change some perspectives, and maybe even change the world. I hope you'll join me. Sex.